Good evening. Good evening, Greg. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? How are you? I'm not too bad. I've been feeling rough the last few days. I believe so. Yeah. So COVID, is it? Well, I've tested negative four times, so I hope not. (laughs) But yeah, I came home from work today. It's not... Not particularly well. I did try. I did try. But my daughter, my daughter had it all last week, so and she got it from a Harry Styles concert. So ah, yeah, maybe yeah. Festival flu, whatever they call it. Festival flu, yeah, it could be just festival flu. How are you though? Are you alright? Yeah, all oh, good. Busy, busy weekend. Yeah. But. Yeah, good stuff coming up, coming up that yeah. we can talk about. So, yeah, so yeah. we'll jump on, do a, another live stream, not the one for a while. So, yeah. see what we've got. We'll have people joining us, chatting, all things UFO, paranormal, whatever you guys want to talk about. Anyone in the comments, uh, any questions, as always, um, yeah, from us, we'll answer any questions, or if you want to come join us on the chat. Let us yeah. know, and you can join us on. We've got Nick in the chat, ever-present. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, Good evening. Nick. Evening, evening. Uh, Nick says get better soon. Cheers. I'll be, I'll be all right tomorrow. As does Natalie. Evening, Nat. Thanks. Thank you. I'll be, I'll be fine tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, Slept oh, for 16 oh. hours yesterday, so... <laughs> oh... Yeah, it's not nice. Not nice. You've had it a few times, haven't you? Yeah. I've had it twice, yeah. So this would be my hat trick. If, but I've been negative for the last couple of days, so. <laughs> Why not? There? there we go. There we go. That's enough about me. That is enough about me. I'm just uh, sharing the link out for others to. Yeah, if anybody can share share it amongst their friends and family, if anybody wants to come on, there is a link in the comments um, from before. So by all means, drop in. Um, I'll do that as well. Yes. There we go. I've just put that in the uh, the comments there. This is a very random question from Nate. Let's let's kick off with some uh, some Masons. So at the last minicon, um, plug plug. We will come on to the minicon shortly. Um, some news about that, so I will come on to that in a bit. Um, bit of topic. When I was eating my lunch outside, loads of Masons came out with briefcases. What the fuck do you think was in those briefcases? So the venue where we held Minicon last year in Aldenshaw, Manchester, it was at Masonic Lodge. Um, pretty cool place. Uh, yeah, old building. I like the symbols everywhere, all the imagery. Um, so Masons with briefcase, briefcases, what do you reckon, Greg? Adrenochrome <laughs> is what I think is in there. Could be. So that is the 
is my understanding, is the adrenalized blood of children. I don't know. Which the elite use to stay youthful and live mm. a long life. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so we really go down on this podcast conspiracies, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that could be something we uh, introduce that we may also talk about later on. Yes, as well as we talk about yeah. our plans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Going, going forward. Definitely. I'll tell you what. Once you go into UFO Twitter and then start following other threads, you do some some weird shit. And the elites and conspiracies around that are all, always on there. Yeah. <laughs> When it does like a basement in that lodge where they like got all the babies and infants that they get the blood off and maybe perform the rituals and we never know. It was a cool place. <laughs> Apart from that, it was a cool place. Um, with all the Masonic logos and such like. I've never been in in there. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. actually tell you it's a Masonic lodge. Uh, the name right. of it isn't doesn't say like it's something large. Only the invoice when we got when we had to pay for it, add it on there. Um, but it's not advertised as such. It's not on the website. It's just like, obviously right. like it is. Whether that's for a reason, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't know. I don't know because um, I don't think it's not a secret to have a Masonic lodge, is it? No. no. And a lot of them do are available for hire for event hires. When we look for venues, there's loads come up Masonic lodges to hire. Um, well, this one's the size of this one's perfect for. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a great venue. For it's a great venue. Yeah. So what I think might be in there is just, I mean, it could be a meeting because there was three different events on the same day, um, in the same building. So I'm guessing mm. it might have been one of them, one of their events going on, um, with briefcases or very somebody official. going to the thirty third degree or something like that. <laughs> could be. Be. But this year, there's going to be no other events on at the same time. So we've got the whole building to ourselves. And that is the UFO identified Minicon. And that is on Sunday, the 15th of October, 2023. As of today, VIP tickets are now sold out. Wow. Thanks for everyone that's bought a VIP ticket. Again, last year, they seemed to sell out uh, pretty quick. Um, early bird tickets are sold out. So now we only have standard tickets left. And the last few years are sold out. So the best UFO conference in the UK, coming from me, not biased at all. Uh, in Manchester, Sunday 15th October, got great speakers, got fresh speakers, fresh new research being presented, fresh new projects all being presented, brand new stuff you won't have heard anywhere else before. It's not your same old faces we have at the conferences. It's brand new information, brand new research, brand new work being presented to, to you guys. So make sure you get your tickets at ufoidentified.co.uk and don't miss out. Like I say, past few years sold out. Same venue as last year, it sold out. So make sure you get your tickets. So there's yeah, the, the plug. Fun. Cheers, Nick, for the giving me a chance to do a plug. In. Not even 10 minutes. <laughs> Blame in. Nick for that one. <laughs> and Natalie says, who helps run UFO Identified and the Minicon, we will be doing some stuff to eat this year. Just saying, and it's not going to be Andrew Chrome either. Uh-huh. Why not? Maybe the VIPs. Maybe we can get some. Of that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. One of the bonuses for for VIP. I'll have to. Um, we'll have to have the the merch store there again. The pursuit of the paranormal. Book. 
that was surprisingly yes. and that sold well out attended. Year, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was even taking people's email addresses to contact them after the show. However, we've got a slightly different way now, so we can process orders for any of our designs, and they'll be dispatched within two working days. For that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so, what are we going to talk about today? Where should we? Where should we start? Well, a lot has happened in the UFO world um, over the last few weeks, so it could be good to just have a little bit of a roundup, maybe of kind of what's happened up to sort of now. Because I know we've spoken about David Grush and him coming forward as a whistleblower, but some people may not have heard the episode or even seen the news. Um, and yes, Natalie, we can definitely talk about that. There's a lot of hate going around. Do you want to start with that? We can start with that. Yeah, we can do. Uh, not sure what Natalie's referring to specifically. Um, do you want to come on and talk about it, Nat? Uh, yeah, yeah. Press the link that, uh, I can't say what Nick put, uh, what Greg put in the chat. Uh, yeah, come on now and we'll... Uh, yeah. We can we can talk about that. Yeah, so depending on what Natalie says about the hate going around, there has been some other hate, um, which may or might not be the same hate that Nat's on about, around the paranormal for definite mm-hmm. this week. I've been some horrible stuff, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some screen grabs of private conversations that have been posted up. And I saw one the other day and I sent it to you. Like, yeah. Someone had put on. Somebody like, threatening to cut somebody's ears off. Yeah. I mean, and then listing all the, the convictions that they've had in the past. Like, like it's something to be like... Yeah, a badge of honour. Yeah. Um, but there is, and I, I know we've discussed it before about hate in, and, and toxicity in the paranormal community, especially on Facebook. It's, it's it's vile at times. And we've had conversations with this individual concerned before about the hate he's received. And he continues to get the hate. And it's, and it's not like just from random like trolls or nameless. He's like people that obviously know this person and they know yeah. them. And mm-hmm. like literally like saying, if I see you in the street, like you will get cut up and, and stuff and like, I got convictions for assault for yeah. the murder and all this stuff and I'm gonna do it to you and it's like just because they don't agree with how they investigate the paranormal because their way has to be right mm-hmm. because they don't do it the same way they do it they deserve to get threats yeah out. so I, I I didn't see a lot of this and then I sort of came on board quite late in the day on this and I mean even a minute or an hour in the internet can be like a lifetime of missed information. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was pretty horrid, to say the least. So for, for people to put, people should just do their own thing. And if they don't like what other people are doing, either be constructive, which I try to be, but gets me banned. I do try. I do try and be nice about it. Um, but when you've seen the same picture of the um, Montreal Olympic <laughs> Stadium in the fog about 500 times people saying it's a UFO is 
it's hard to bite the tongue. But yeah. I don't do it with any malice. I try and do it not constructively. Constructively. Yeah. Always, Same always be kind. Always yeah. be kind. Treat people with uh, kindness, as Harry Styles says. Yeah. Natalie is here, so let's bring in Nat and we'll talk about some of the hate. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Sorry you're not well, Greg. Uh, thanks. No, I'll be all right. I'll be oh, all right. dear. I'm down <laughs> south. We're fine. We're hard. <laughs> is it is it man flu? No, I, I, I actually thought I'd pull COVID off my daughter, but I don't. I've tested yeah. negative, so I don't, I don't know what it is. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm all right, but thank you for the concern. Thank you for the concern. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the hate that seems to be going around at the moment. I mean, I know it's something that, that's that been going around in this field for forever and ever, really, the hate that goes on. You can't say something without someone giving you negative comments. But it seems to have really ramped up over this last month or so. Then obviously we've got the, you know, the big interview that everyone's talking about and that's caused a lot of debate and discussion but you can't seem to have an opinion out there anymore without someone you know being quite rude and dismissive and nasty and there's just no need it does my head in it we're all here for the same reason because we're interested in the same stuff and people are bound to have different opinions the world would be boring if we all thought the same thing about everything let's have a healthy debate but let's not be nasty guys you know it it's really too much um, I mean, only in Glastonbury yesterday, one of the artists was trolled that much having performed that she's asked the BBC to take all of her performances offline because people have been so nasty to her. It, 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 I just can't fathom it, but it's particularly bad in ufology at the minute. And it, it's not good. It's not good for our little community when people already perceive us as nutcases. You know, we don't we're not doing ourselves any favours. Yeah, I think um, it beca- I think because there's still quite a lot of people trying to sort of. This is my view on it that because the the community's still relatively young in terms of it's now gaining traction. Things are happening: Congress, uh, UAP task force, all these kind of people coming forward and whistleblowers. I think there's still a lot of people that don't like other people having any kind of I say success it's a bit of a strange one in both the paranormal and ufology that what how do you measure success but you've got people that come forward with good stuff and like you say they just get trolled even like like this David Grush has come forward as there's loads of things going around by him that I've seen that horrible mm. and you're just like oh. Well, this guy is is trying to help everybody, and you're just like, what 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 purpose has it got? The problem is uh, with it now. A lot of these people are anonymous behind a keyboard, mm. and wouldn't say it to your face for definite, for definite. But it's just sad. It is sad because we should be like you mentioned. We 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 should be one community, and we're it's probably super fragmented um and people just being horrible it's, yeah it's vile it's vile mm. so is there any particular bits that 
you've you've said that you've got that particularly driven your comment no no particular bits but what i have noticed is a massive ramp up in the past month i would say of people of more negativity and more hate out there amongst people who who have good you know have a good name within our field just you know not being open to people having ideas and comments and suggestions that they want to raise or make themselves I, I don't know why all of a sudden it's had this big it's as if someone's just turned that notch up a little bit um we've all got our own opinions on the the infamous interview the more i watch it the more i question more and more and i think my own personal opinion is he's saying a lot of things that are second third fourth hand you know that we have heard before and the more i watch it the more i listen to it the more i think that but i would no more go online and say you know call him names say he's a twazic he's this that and the other you know and all these terrible things that you read out there because he's entitled to his opinion he can voice his opinion on what he believes is going on and and let him have that opinion let us all have our own opinions without having to be battered down i mean some of the comments that people are putting are vile they're not just oh greg i don't agree with your comment i believe in x and you believe in y it's oh greg you know you believe in x and i believe in y and i'm gonna come and hunt you down and shoot you because you're this that and the other and you know um calling you all kinds of names and threatening you it's it's so over the top for someone who's just having an opinion in my opinion <laughs> on the sort of the david grush bruce grush um yeah, well, no one really knows it. how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that's come out the past few days, I think, because uh, I sort of the opinion you've got on sort of the information, you you got to take it separate from the information and the person. But people don't like the information, so they go after the person, mm-hmm. which is wrong. Which is got information, fair enough, but you don't go after the person. Uh, and when we very very first talked about it, literally the evening that came out originally with the the, the article about a month ago now. Um, I thought it was there was nothing new in there. It's especially after watching the interview as well. Like he's not telling us anything new. It's all like it is hearsay. It's all what I've been told. I've been told this. I've been told that. And he believes whatever that's fair enough. But then this week, over the weekend, I've seen it where uh, Ross Colfort, who did the who did the interview originally, has come out and said that he's got autism. And then other people like I seen Stephen Greenstreet attacking him because. He has autism and saying that people that have autism are more prone to believe stuff that people tell them. And that's why he believes all like, that all this is true. Right, but the guy mm-hmm. had level 50 security clearance in the US government in the US military. So, yeah, he's if, not just some random dude, is he? Yeah. <laughs> so, that if his autism affected him to that level, then he wouldn't have had this job. So, it's just like, why are you attacking this person? Why are you attacking his like, condition, like his mental health? It's how condition just because you don't like the information is putting out. So that was someone like Stephen Greenstreet, who's like a New York Times, New York Post journalist, New York Times or New York Post, can't remember which one it is. Uh, but got like, try quite a Twitter following. Him to come out and attack his like autism rather than information is just like like say bang out of order to be doing. It's that. just me. It's a low yeah. blow. It's a low blow. 
Uh, Nick has said it has always been this way, though, unfortunately. Everybody who has a different opinion will belittle anything that does not fit in that box. Typical example being in cryptology. I'm the big guy. Some people believe flesh and blood. Bigfoot. Something gets more than that and argue about it constantly. Like debates, like you say, debate's fine. When it becomes arguing, people falling out, actual like proper fighting between each other just because and no no one knows. That's the thing that like, with all this stuff, nobody knows for sure. So nobody can know they're right or wrong. No. But they will fight to the death about their opinions and just be so sort of steadfast in their opinions and beliefs that they're not even open to change, open to discuss it, to take other people's opinions on board. So it's in this sort of field where, like I say, there is nothing concrete. Surely sharing opinions and thoughts and theories is the way to learn more and open your mind rather than just shutting down anyone that has a different opinion. So otherwise, how, how do you learn? I think some people, though, because they don't get that that scoop on the story or they don't they're not the first one to break it i think that's where the problem comes because ufology is such a becoming such a mainstream thing now that, that people are talking about it quite a lot even people who are not into ufology and i think there's a race now for people to become the first to break a story i've seen people like uh john um john greenwald uh, for Black Vault and people like going at him. I've been following him for 20 odd years at least when he was, he's about my age. So about 20 years ago, I, I was following him on the early internet and people like or don't like people on the internet. That's fine. But I get there's a lot of people just go after they just go after because they've not had the success that other people have. Like, I'm, I expect people will be going after Ross Coulthart soon because he broke David Grush's story. Even I, though I think he did a good job. Yeah, yeah. The questions he, was very he balanced. Had, yeah, the questions he asked were the questions that I would have asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, every time he asked a question, it's like that is a good question. That is a good question. So, yeah, I think um, there's a lot of jealousy. And I think that's what it comes down to. There's a lot of jealousy. People don't Too many like egos. People it's yes. egos going especially, like I say, you see people have success and people maybe have tried for years and just not really got sort of their name out there or whatever. It mm-hmm. just comes down to egos and for whatever reason. Then that then comes before actually doing the work and we I talked about it before like the opportunities that we've turned down as UFO identified to literally get our name in front of millions of people but but we turn it down because we don't agree with that particular organization or that media brand or whatever and we turn it down and that could literally like could change our whole thing but we don't do it because we stick to our principles and we always have done and then but the people that will for a bit of money or a bit of exposure will change what they believe will say whatever that wants them to say just because it gets their name out there and gets them yeah. sort of on a bit of a pedestal so they will well sell out i think maybe as a term uh just to like say for a bit of exposure or for a bit of money uh, evening mike he says greg sounds very different yeah <laughs> 
got the flu. It's the gravelly tone. <laughs> Mickey's in the chat. Good evening, Mickey. And Nick put a good comment up a bit before. Slipknot put it best. People equal shit. <laughs> yes. I won't play that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, true. it's very true. It's very true. But then there you have the other uh, the other side of the argument as well, Nat, that people are so closed-minded about the stuff that they're putting out that they're, they're not even prepared to discuss, which I know we said it's good to discuss, and it is. So that's very big in the paranormal community where people will put a photograph up, and when you try and explain what you believe it is, yeah. Lens flare from an iPhone, essentially, is the main one. Um, people don't like it. Like, why are you in this group if you're a non-believer? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you actually are, spoke to me, I'm not a non-believer. I'm actually a believer. So it's difficult because people sometimes just will not accept that any other view than their own is right. Mm. Um, Ash, Ash is always getting in trouble for saying it's lens flare and other things. Mm-hmm. I chuckle to myself all the time when I read the comments. <laughs> but people just don't. Yeah, don't people accept. don't take it well. In no, fact, they're, just, they're offended by it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just as bad. They just go, you know, mm-hmm. "Why are you here? Why are you on all these posts saying it's lens flare all the time?" Probably because it is, but. People just not prepared. So it, you've got the two sides that people not prepared to openly debate evidence they've got. Why share it if you're not prepared to to sort of discuss it? But then you like you say you've got attacks on people for daring to be different and giving their opinion, and people attacking their opinion. And it's we're in a world where that's we should be doing better, but. Mm. It's like we've talked about this guy before uh, a couple of times, Nick Pope, who has been kind of the media figure for the UK for 30 years now, yep. uh, pretty much. And there's people in the community that every time he posts about something or gets mentioned in something, they're attacking him in the comments with links to FOI documents from the from the military and from the government saying this was Nick's role. He didn't do the job that he said he did. Uh, he's only like a low-level clerk. He never investigated UFOs. He never headed up a UFO desk. There was no UFO desk. His job was basically responding to letters saying, yeah, we've got a report. It'll be filed, basically. That was that was his job. Um, and I mean, the guy made a career out of it. And if that was his role in the MOD, which the MOD says it was, that was his role, fair enough. But he's still... Since he left, he's obviously turned his career into ufology. So just because maybe he's maybe glorified his job a little bit to sort of get that original sort of fame in the media, doesn't mean that he doesn't know what he's talking about today. Doesn't mean that he hasn't been following it for 30 years, researching it for 30 years. But then he posts anything and he get the, 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 the Nick Pope haters just on the comments all the time. I like, give the guy a break. Like, I don't necessarily agree with him, uh, but as a person, he's a lovely guy. And I mentioned before, he replies to emails. He's very open. He's very approachable. And other people have been around for a tenth of the time that he has. They're probably a tenth of the knowledge. Just what 
interact with people. It's their way, and this is like this is what they know. This is what they say is happening, and you can't even communicate with him. Whereas Nick Pope for being probably one of the most famous ones, because he's always in the media, he's always in the papers, he's always in documentaries. Will reply. And he's very open, even though he gets the shit that he does mm. online. And like I say, you know, don't, maybe like I say I don't necessarily agree with him, but as a person, he's super super nice bloke. So we were talking about Gary Ford and that just before he came on. Um, from a certain hotel. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's received uh, threats. <laughs> And he posted the screenshots of the messenger. Mm. Uh, basically, this guy threatening to cut his ears off. Oh, um, really? Really, nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah. And just this guy's a paranormal investigator who has his own channel and all this stuff. And he's like, where? Because Danny does things differently. He's basically took. I don't know. I don't know how. That, but basically took took uh, exception to it, and like basically listed off a lot of his convictions for assault and violence and all these things. And I got convictions for all this. And oh. If I see you, I'm gonna cut your ears off, watch your back, and all this stuff. And this is like someone that they know who it is. Yeah, but he's still just sending these threats. Yeah. To him. It's just because just, they don't agree right. with the paranormal, the way he investigates the paranormal. Mm-hmm. You know from the conversations that we've had that I might not necessarily agree with some of the things that this particular person does and the way things are run. But I would never, I'd have a debate with him over it, but I would never say those other kind of things. There's just, there's a line and that's crossing the line, big style, yeah. you know. To, to threaten to harm someone is it, not on. It's a criminal offence. Mm. Yeah. You have people coming into the industry. Like, if you, go, if you were, say, new to UFO, sort of, because it's been in the media a lot, maybe just going to start getting looking into it, trying to see what it's about. You go on UFO Twitter and see the amount of, like, the arguing, the hate, mm. the back and twos all the time. And, like, half the half of the UFO Twitter is just people calling out other people. And it's like, it's gone. And it's like, if you would come in, like you think, fucking hell, what have I actually like going to wear? And then not bother. And that might end their sort of interest in the whole thing because they're seeing that. And likewise, someone goes on to sort of looking into maybe certain haunted places and they see people getting deaf at it. So, oh, actually, I'm not going to go to that place now. Um, I don't feel safe going there. Like, in case something happens where it should be. So the more people, yeah. especially younger people, getting involved, which is some way are trying to. Yeah. So it's what UFO need, ufology needs. It's what the paranormal needs. The younger people, fresh ideas, fresh approaches. I need to bring in new people all the time to have these fresh set of eyes. And yeah. if they see all this fighting, then it's just harmful for for everyone. It's, yeah, it's just toxic. Nobody needs it. Nick. Says just putting on my conspiracy hat again. Perhaps some of the hate is spread towards people who are actually close to the truth, to to deter them from continuing because they are close to the truth. Yeah, absolutely. You only have to watch X Files over the years, and Mulder was groomed by the smoking man, the cigarette man, or whatever you want to call him. 
and then it was always just kept away from kept away from it for whatever like people just I know it's quite an extreme on the X-Files but they would um things would happen or it would just be kept from the truth all the time in, in an effort to put him off and yeah I it's not necessarily a conspiracy Nick it's it could also be people jealous of success like I mentioned before but it could also be with the conspiracy hat on again it's it's not going down the narrative that people want this story to go so we don't want it out of the bag too early um type thing potentially so they go actually we're not quite there yet so we'll we'll get some hatred stir up some hatred somewhere along the line with somebody who's close by the truth and uh because you've you've got people like Dr. Stephen Greer, which again, very divisive character, and always has been, to be fair. And we've discussed the guy multiple times on the, the podcast. But he had a uh, a press conference a couple of weeks ago, and some of the some of the, the the guys on there talking to me, I I found them very compelling. The, the stories they were stories they were telling, whether or not they're true or not, I don't know. But because of the kind of guy that Stephen Greer is, and people either like him or they don't like him, across UFO Twitter and all of those kind of mediums, it was um oh it was people being te- torn apart. It was it's really weird, really weird to see that he's potentially trying to get this message out for other whistleblowers. Um but people not having it. Um and it, it, it's almost sad in a way, and it does make me reflect on some of the comments I've made in the past. But I'll never be angry to somebody or anything like that. It's just my opinion's probably been stronger than a debate, but never to the point of like slagging people off and all this kind of stuff. And I think there is a danger that the communities can get swept up into a bit of a frenzy type thing and somebody will say something and then somebody will jump on the back of it and it just becomes horrible. Um, and it isn't where we want the youth coming up through the ranks to, to see and be put off by by all of this. Because why would you put your hand up and go, well, I've got this evidence for fear of being shot down in flames, essentially. Um, people not believing it. Uh, and people then turning against you, saying you're lying and all this kind of stuff. But it's a strange, it's a strange old place. It is a strange old place, the internet. Um, I bet you wouldn't have this kind of confrontation and, and such like if everybody was in the room together. It wouldn't quite be so angry and nasty, I don't think. No, it won't even show up at the and no, in person. No, exactly. Uh, even like an online one like this, the people wouldn't even come along to it. Can't be anonymous. Uh, but uh, so going on to that, there there was a, a on the last episode we we spoke about a particular um, YouTube channel about some of the stuff they're putting up on their channel, and I actually went on their Facebook page and asked them to come on to the podcast so we could discuss it. I was trying, but no response to that comment at all. Um, we do try and reach out to people. But... <laughs> we do try and go for a platform to, because that 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 the people we're talking about they get a lot of hate 
Yeah. Um, for I mean, we talked about it last week, but for like, you get a lot of hate, and we we gave hate, but towards the content. Yeah. Whereas they get yeah. hate towards them as people, mm-hmm. um, which is like I say, that's where stepping over the line is towards them personal rather than the content because the content they make is fake bullshit. Clearly, clearly fake. It's not even like it's not even a question. So attacking the content is fine. But then they get attacked by the people in comments about their appearance and their disabilities and stuff. And that's where Yeah. I mean they they I don't know, I think they seem to relish in it a little bit, but uh, I think it's just I think that's why they do do it. They do put the stuff out there. But uh, again, just still attacking the line. So sort of going back to what Nick said about getting close to the truth and then stuff happens. Just kind of thinking along them lines with David Grush. Grush. Because obviously there's been a lot of developments in Congress and these revelations and hearings and they're getting the funding for the for the officers and stuff to look into it. Has he been put down like as a person? Because like, like we mentioned, the stuff we talked about is nothing new. It's stuff that you could read on a Reddit thread or on Twitter, UFO Twitter. What he also we talked about like Maelstrom and crash retrievals and all this stuff is well-known cases. It wasn't anything new cases. So because they are sort of getting closer to what could be disclosure, have they sort of allowed or sent David Grush as a whistleblower? But then when you look at the actual information he's whistleblowing, people are going to think, oh, they actually don't know anything. There actually is nothing to it. Is that kind of a sting in the tail type thing with it where it's like oh, I send someone who's high level who's whistleblowing but he's not actually got anything new to share so then people might think that we don't know anything we only know what is already out there in sort of public domain just, just the and this this complaint is Inspector General complaint which isn't about the information it's about the way he was treated because it's under the whistleblower legislation mm-hmm. um, that I mean that could come to nothing that could be they look at it and then they just dismiss the complaint and we don't know how that's going to turn out and then in a couple of years we look back and it's like yeah we never got anything new out of this mm-hmm. so and then this has now caused more arguing a lot of arguing online between the community themselves like, like I say as Nick said was that on purpose to set everyone off arguing rather than actually trying to still fight for the bigger picture. Yeah, because potentially it's muddied the water more than ever. Yeah. Which is, which is, because like you say, he, he's probably one of the most high profile and highly, um, what you, I can't even think of the word. Um, he's got the, the high level of clearance probably than anybody that's come forward so far. And, like you mentioned, Ash, he's not actually said anything new or stuff that people didn't really know who are inside, like in the UFO community. Um, is he going to become the new poster boy? Because we had Lou before, we had Nick Pope way before. And is he going to be the new poster boy for the UAP community? And he'll be the one that they push. And I say they, it could be any one of a number of government departments, but is he the person that they are going to push the information through? Because or the disinformation through, 
because that's my concern is that some of us we're going to everybody's going to be on his side and then he'll just trickle out some bits and the disinformation will come yeah and it will be fully muddied because a long time ago Lou said that Lou Elizondo said that there is a video of a black triangle going around on the internet that's a legitimate black triangle we never said which one it was and it, it could be one of millions of videos that are out there and it's stuff like that that I think we're going to get before we get anything more tangible. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's crazy. And then you've got people coming forward now that say that they found these weird um, elements at the bottom of the sea, which we can come on to with Avi, Avi Loeb. Um, and it's it's just all... It's just an insane pool of information at the moment, and I don't really understand it all. And I'm trying to keep up on it. And then last week there was a letter sent to the Canadian Ministry of Defence to say, essentially, you need to drop all the information you've got about what you know about UFOs before it comes out. Um, and it's I, I can't keep up with it all. I can't keep up with it all. So I don't know what your thoughts are, Ash. Is it super? Hey, Jolene, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're in Jolene. It's, uh, it's a whirlwind at the moment. It really is a whirlwind. It is. Uh, it's hard to keep up. Um, we'll be going, I guess, into more detail on Friday's episode. Yes. Which we are monthly round table with Frank and a couple of other yeah. guests this week, this month. Yeah, um, that. We'll go into more detail about the different ones um we had the the avi Loeb stuff so he it was a meteor that crashed was it last year into mm-hmm. the pacific i believe near australia and, and this is part of the galileo project by the way yeah this is... and he got the funding a couple million dollars to go basically and do a retrieval mm-hmm. mission try and find they believe the meteorite came from like outside of our solar system because most are just in our solar system. They believe this one came from outside solar system. Yep. So it could have elements and stuff on it that's not from our solar system, which could tell us a lot of information about what is outside our solar system. So you got this funding. Finally, been out to to the Pacific, and they found what I can't remember what the name of it is. It's these fragments, and the sort of the makeup of it, the material makeup of it isn't something that you typically find on Earth. Yeah. Uh, the combination of nickel and aluminium, I think, is the different uh, metals on there. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, but then I was reading something, I think it's on the debrief or a different website, where if they went and they didn't find this stuff, then that would be more unusual because these little bits are all over the planet. It's not just doesn't mean it's just come from interstellar. It doesn't mean it's part of this meteorite either. They like would have been in the, and they are microscopic pieces, but apparently they are very common. So there's nothing too kind of groundbreaking yeah. about what uh, Avi Loeb and his team have uh, found in this instance. Um, and you mentioned the letter to Canada, yes, uh, which Corbell. I think it was that mentioned it last week yeah. on Twitter. Um, I've seen a lot of sort of even newspaper articles saying this just been released 
letter and stuff, but it's been on the internet since March. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's been published previously, but kind of went under the radar um, a bit. And it's been obviously Ken Corbell's now released it, and it's obviously he's got more of a reach, uh, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that, that comes back to originally. some of the stuff that we've discussed that some of these people, whether you like them or not, they have got the reach. So when they put it out, other people attack them because they've had the information, but nobody's really picked up on it. So it, it's it's a power struggle at the moment, for definite. Yeah. Uh, Natalie's had to go. Well, thanks, Nat, for jumping on. Some great topic yeah. of hate. <laughs> yeah. It seems yeah. like say, it is a common uh, theme at the minute. It's quite mm-hmm. a prevalent sort of theme across the paranormal field. At the minute, uh, Neil Neil's in the chat. Uh, he missed anything. We've been talking about hate, so maybe not too much. <laughs> uh, thanks for popping by. Um, yeah, so sort of kind of news this week was uh, more Grush revelations, the letter to Canada about yeah, uh, UA, basically UAP crash retrievals, mm-hmm. and they mentioned the Five Eyes. Yeah, uh, it does implicate Australia, possibly the UK. Um, so the Five Eyes is, if I get this right, that's New Zealand, Australia, Canada, UK, and America. Yeah. Sorry, Five Eyes, because that was that was a fairly new term to me, being that the the UFO sort of normal person. Uh, yeah, well, I've only heard it in UFO. Uh, so there's so many like you yeah. got NATO and you've got United Nations, and this is just one, just us, fact them five. I don't know why them five in particular work together on something. Uh, five eyes, yeah. Maybe it covers so much of the planet or something, maybe because they're yeah. on the other side and they just have a, yeah, maybe, yeah. Reach them weirdest in there, like, oh, and little us, we're, we're here. We've got a filing deals that's looking at the space all the time. That is, it sounds like five guys, <laughs> yeah. Love you want five. to afford five guys, we do accept donations, yeah, ready, hell. Didn't even talk to me. I went to my guys and felt like I was mortgaging my property. <laughs> well, it's even worse down there for you, but yeah, yeah it's expensive up here. I think it was two burgers, one portion of chips, and two drinks. It was like 32 quid. <laughs> anyway, Jeez. yeah, so this letter to Canada, um, from it's Neil from one of the MPs. I should have yeah. it in front of me when I'm reading it. <laughs> Not planned or prepared for this. At least we got in at like five past eight. We were supposed to start at eight. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and they basically knowledge of cross retrievals of non-human, blah blah blah, UAP, and sharing that information with Congress and having to. And on similar to that, uh, the new legislation mm-hmm. coming out about basically any sort of agency or private contractor. That has any information on cross retrievals, non human, whatever, has to basically let Congress know that information in the next 180 days, which is quite big. Mm. Um, it definitely sort of seems to be stepping up on the kind of cross retrieval side of it. Maybe I'll just come on the back of David Gush's comments. Yeah. Because uh, it makes me think about kind of what I've read something about Bob Bazaar, where if he, or people that worked on that side of it. 
if they did have cross retrievals like Bob says they did, then this legislation says that they have to tell them about it now, and they've got six months to tell them, or it then becomes a legal mm-hmm. or criminal problem if they don't tell them. So yeah, it's a bit interesting. Yeah, I think we're getting to the point is at what point does everybody start believing Bob Lazar? I know this is a whole other conversation because I've always thought that Bob Lazar was pretty legit personally and Natalie on there as well, 100% legit. I've always thought that somebody that out there with what they've been talking about, because if you take what he says just in writing and read it, you go, that's nuts. He was right about a lot of stuff, and I know this element 115 was there was a bit of public knowledge about that at the time he was talking about it, so it, it could be something that he could have read elsewhere. But the guy's had a horrendous life, really. He hasn't been like the Nick Pope or the Lou Elizondo or of his time, he was they destroyed him basically. Um. And he was perfect for that because he used to, he got famous locally for putting a jet on the back of one of his cars and making his jet powered car. It's that kind of guy that was, that was primed really to be a great scapegoat for, for whatever project. But yeah, Bob Lazar's another discussion. There's people who just don't like anything that Bob says, but I think more and more that's coming out is affirming kind of what, what he's been talking about all these years, personally, but I don't know. I don't know. See, it kind of been pretty quiet as well. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear much about him at all. I usually like people are always talking about him. We just don't really see his name. No, no. Why is that? I just don't get it because he's he could literally be the the whistleblower, the ultimate whistleblower. But he's had his day. And that's the problem. It was so long ago that I think I think modern day ufo- ufology sort of moved on a little bit from Bob, unfortunately. Not for anything he's done or anything, but I think it, he was ahead of his time when the, the news broke. If all that broke now, I think we'd be having him up there like Lou Elizondo and people like that. They would be, he would be up there with the the people to speak to on your podcast he would be doing the rounds uh to all the other podcasts not ours obviously but uh, yeah I, I, I believe him natalie says um 100 believe legit the bob's legit uh the yeah. search is off his this day yeah uh, they're convinced he took a piece of evidence natalie yeah thinks. yeah i mean yeah he's he's definitely more to his story than than his haters say, I think. That's... Maybe he's got Paul under his bed. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. <laughs> and two agents looking for Paul. <laughs> but he he's an interesting story. So if there's people, the young people in the community that don't really know about Bob Lazar, because it's possible, because he's never really mentioned, it's definitely worth a, an investigation and look into that rabbit hole. Oof. Joe Rogan struggled to get him on a podcast. <laughs> However, talking about podcast guests, we do have a podcast guest that I'm actually really looking forward to talking to soon. Yeah. We're just setting up dates and, and stuff like that at the moment. 
Um, I won't say the guy's name just now, but I've heard him previously on another podcast and his whole experience is amazing. Um, a little tidbit for everybody. It might get people guessing. He has worked at one of the most famous ranches in the world. And he spent a lot of time there alone as a contractor. So probably giving it away. But. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe. So you have any questions about a particular ranch that you might want to put to somebody that, like Greg said, worked there for a long time. Yeah. Spent a lot of time there. Um, send them to us and we will put the question to this, to this person. And, and the great thing about this guy is some of the experiences that I've heard of his were around poltergeist activity along with the um, UFO and UAP stuff. So it'd be good. I thought I said porn as well. To be honest with you. <laughs> I was trying to work out what he meant. I was like, I, I didn't know. Alien porn. Probably yeah. is the thing. <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> Paul. Oh, can you imagine if somebody smuggled Paul, P-A-U-L, out? So, uh, yeah, spilled, Natalie says. Soon. Maybe soon. after recording that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we will be set. The, the interview should be in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. So Looking forward. Really looking forward to Yeah, I am as well. I am as well. And he's not somebody that goes on tons of podcasts so be cool that'd be cool um what else do you want to talk about that's, so we've got that's... a couple of things a couple of things for the podcast coming up you yeah, you me- yeah we mentioned um conspiracies a bit yep. earlier so what we are doing some of you with some of you who have seen the chat have been uh subscribers to our buy me a coffee page uh, thank you very much. It really, really is appreciated. Yeah, uh, helps us gives us more motivation to to keep doing it because it's a hell of a lot of work doing yeah, two plus episodes a week and everything else that we do. Um, so, but we are ending the buy me a coffee page, um, and we are moving over to Patreon. Yes, we just think that Patreon offers easier and better ways that we can manage it. And I think more people are aware of what Patreon is. And buy, buy me a coffee is a bit of a nightmare to administer in the background, I'll be honest. It's difficult to know how he puts it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not done as much as what we would have been doing yeah. had it been on Patreon. No. So, so for our, for when we move over to Patreon, <clears throat> we are going to be doing exclusive stuff on there that won't be coming out and will be different to what we normally do as well. Mm. So our aim will be that we can get these episodes up before that. So the normal episodes before they go out. So you'd get upfront stuff um, before, but then there will be exclusive Patreon only content that won't be coming out elsewhere. So, um, so yeah, and it will be different stuff to what we normally talk about. It's stuff we've got interests in anyway. Um, we'll be 
talking uh, and reviewing lots of footage that's out on YouTube and giving our take on stuff like that that we've done on some of our short stuff. But this will be Patreon exclusive. Um, an area we haven't really covered is around conspiracies. So we'll be delving into some of that weird shit. Um, yeah, we've got quite a lot planned for... Yeah. So watch this space for for stuff coming up. And we've we've got something else coming out as well. It's been in the works for about a year now. Oh, my God, yeah, over a year. Uh, Just a quick one on Patreon. Yeah, go on. Just a question in the chat. It won't auto-switch. So for those that do subscribe to Buy Me A Coffee, you will have to... But basically, we'll end your subscription on Buy Me A Coffee. And then yeah. you have to resubscribe on Patreon. I don't think there's a way. We will have a lot, but I don't think there's a way to automatically nah. uh, transfer over. There's two different like companies and two different websites. But we'll obviously, if you guys still want to subscribe, then obviously it's really appreciated to move over to Patreon. If anybody's interested in getting up to the minute news from us, if you go on the website and just fill in the contact us. It just adds you to a little. You can choose to be a subscriber. We don't spam. We do one one email a week at at most, depending on when we can press the button. Yes, less than that. It's maybe two a month. Um, where if there's new news, we'll we'll roll it out there as well. So, because the problem with Facebook and all the different social medias is that it doesn't have the reach as a direct email. Um, we got. 2,000 followers on Facebook and the posts don't go to 2,000 people they go to about a tenth of that so any help people have even if you can just rate us on Apple Podcasts, give us a, a review there or share it every now and again that's perfect for us but if you'd like to come along on the, the Patreon journey with us um It'll be a bit more of an interactive thing than it was on Buy Me a Coffee, I think. We'll try and get it a bit more interactive as well. Definitely. So, uh, you alluded to something in the works yes. that will be coming yeah. out. So, so, something that's been in the works for the last year. Yeah. Which I didn't know it was a year till you mentioned it the other I day. I didn't realise till I went through how long we've been doing it for. And yeah, it was the 23rd of June. We started oh. it, 2022. Wow. So, yeah, just over a year now. <laughs> Um, so we, we are bringing out book. This isn't a plug, by the way. No, it isn't a plug. It's not out yet. It's not out yet at all. Obviously, we'll tell you when it is. But yeah, it's so uh, two years ago, we did uh, a Paranormal United States episodes. We've done 50 episodes where we talked about different paranormal and strange stuff happening in each state. And we went from A to Z. Y to Z, if you're American. Um, and we've now transferred that over into written form for people who want something to to go along with. It's like a companion book. Yeah, like a companion. To say. So for each case that we talked about, it's also information to go into a bit more detail, pictures and stuff, so you can kind of read along with the episodes or just read it as. Yeah, the book's quite lengthy. It will be quite lengthy. Yeah, um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a year. Very lengthy, isn't it? 
yeah, it's, there's quite a few words per chapter, and each chapter is a state. So, yeah, plus a few extras in there as well. Yeah, so more, more to come when we're approaching the finish of it. But we're not we're far very, off. We're yeah. not far off. We've we tried to put deadlines on it. But it will be for sale. I'm gonna pop my head out on the go on above the the p word thing. Can't power, pit. power pit and say it would be available to buy at Minicon in October. Oh in yeah, person. definitely. definitely. So we will have it then at the very, very latest. Yeah. <laughs> but before then available on Amazon and stuff. Yeah. Got like e readers and shit like that, I suppose, hopefully. Yeah. And then, yeah. Audio book version if you want to read fifty chapters, Greg. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Have to get get a friend of the show to come and read it for us. So yeah, if, if anybody's interested in that, that's we'll give more detail as as we approach release date. But yeah, that's something that we <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want Nick, you sign copies at Minicon, definitely. I'll even kiss it. Do the lipstick on and kiss the, the book. Never, yeah, never, absolutely, Nick. Have <clears throat> a sign something. That's pretty cool. No, that'd be cool. So yeah, we're making um, it. You are. We're making it. Autograph we're copies of books. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Uh, there we go. Pat is down to record it. <laughs> ebook and audio or audible audible but yeah we'll, we'll let everybody know when that's coming out um but yeah that is that's been a bit of a labor of love over the last year been in and out of that whilst trying to get everything else done so. yeah so at the same time i'm writing another book um at the same so when i'm right when i said like when i spend today working on the book i'm like working on two books um, and if one's UFO stuff, so I won't, I won't plug that in this episode. But no, how dare you? There'll be a yeah, another a, a book from UFO Identified coming out again by the very latest by Minicon. Available to buy at Minicon, I hope. Again, this is a bit like say Labour Love. It's yeah, not as easy as it sounds. Not when you want to do it properly. No, it's not. It's not. So yeah, so that's. That's a couple of things that are coming up for us. Um, <laughs> definitely, we'll have um, my mine and Ash's photos on front of t-shirts if you want to buy them. Actually, for anybody watching, this is a pursuit of the paranormal t-shirt. This is the planchette old, I think it's called on the on the website. Mine isn't. Mine's from Boohoo Man. Yeah. <laughs> Had the aliens a lot. I've got to buy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and one more thing that I guess is going to be coming up with the show is we recently finished our series on Fallout 76, where we looked at the monsters, cryptids in the game, and then we spoke about the true life mm-hmm. stories behind the monsters in the game. So we've got a new series going to be coming out probably from July on a similar vein 
we're going to be looking at um, movies, famous movies, and books and stuff that are for entertainment mainly, but are based on a real case. So we'll be looking at the case behind the movie. Rather than like a movie review, it'd be looking at the actual case behind the movie that people probably heard of, but don't know the true story behind it. Because they do tend to Hollywoodize a lot of things. So it's looking at the true story behind the films that are based on true stories. Hence why we put that post up the other week. So if anybody's got any other thoughts of good ones, put them up there. Because Nick talked about Fire in the Sky. That's a, a classic, along with um, yeah, and Close Encounters. Quite a lot away from the truth of the Travis yeah. Walton. Yeah. Real story. Yeah. Yeah. In great the, film though. The bastardizer. <laughs> yeah, it is the a great film though. Mm-hmm. And probably probably one of the most horrific alien experiment videos or sections when he's been worked on by these aliens is pretty horrific. But yeah. I yeah. tell you what, I just I'd never seen it before. Uh I started watching Taken because it's on YouTube. Uh the Steven Spielberg series about Mm-hmm. Alien and stuff. That is creepy as fuck. For yeah. it's quite old. I was watching it in bed. Um, I can't watch it. I was getting freaked out. Like I was oh, literally really? like, if my door's open, don't like my door being open. I'm like, you know, get that feeling. I'm like, I'm gonna put the covers up because <laughs> it's boiling hot. I'm gonna put the covers on because it's making me so creeped out. So I need to carry on watching Taken. Uh, but in the daytime, I think with other people yeah. around, <laughs> shouldn't be a, th- <laughs> a scaredy cat. But I can be sometimes. But I think, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good little series of of podcasts. Um, and like with a lot of things, especially if you believe some of the things Steven Spielberg might be in the know with U.S. governments and stuff like that. So he's done a lot. He's, of, saying, he's done a lot of films and, like I say, taking yeah. TV series. And we, we spoke to. Um, that guy um, who gave Steven Spielberg's his books for Bigfoot and Henderson's film oh, yeah, yeah. they did as well. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. And sometimes Hollywood is quite close to the nail on stuff, whether intentional or, or not. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. It's a good excuse to watch some old films and new films. And you know what I got on. given? Um not given, but lent. Um, so Steve from UFO Identified. Stealing isn't being lent it. <laughs> um, he, he gave me, basically, a big pile of DVDs. And it's, well, it's every episode of the original Mystery Science Theater 3000 um, right. show. So I absolutely loved as a kid. They rebooted it on Netflix a couple of years ago, but it wasn't uh, a patch. Yeah, and that's so. all old. Like horror movies, sci-fi movies that they take the piss out of, and yeah, amazing, amazing show. If you've not watched it, I can't say I have. But, oh, I know of it. Ah, uh, it, it's yeah, it's amazing. It really, really is. Cool, cool, cool. So that's a little bit of a roundup of what we're going to be doing over the coming months. Not ones to to stand still and do the same as all the other podcasts going around where they interview the same people. We do try and do something a little bit different and provide different content, which isn't easy at times. 
It's a oh, bit of a nightmare. Mike said August the fifth. Shall we mention? <laughs> I, I keep getting the date of this. I keep looking at my shifts. I'm like, yes, I'm definitely off. Yep. I made sure my me, me shifts won't get changed. So we are. If you listen to a previous episode from a couple of weeks ago, so it was it last month's paranormal roundtable. Potentially, we talked about the haunted museum in Stoke, which Mike, aka Power Mike, had done an investigation at. So on August the 5th, we are going to be there ourselves doing a live investigation from the haunted museum, I think it's called, in Stoke. Stoke. So we will be there and we will have, hopefully, have a lot of stuff to report back on. Yeah. Mike will be there as a few others go in. So we're going to be, this could be good fun. It can be good fun. Could possibly do a live, depending on how he will feel and how the, the night's going. Yeah, yeah. So, just looking forward to getting out again. Not done a, I'm done for ages. Not done a in person one for a while. Yeah, Definitely get out there. We we'll do a review of that night. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it already. So it's not that far away, but it's just over a month. Yeah, just, so yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. All right. I think that covers it from me, Ash. Yeah, I think. Yeah, probably was more, but I can't remember. But yeah, <laughs> been that much going on. It's. Uh... I know, but on that note, because there's a lot of UAP stuff coming out tomorrow, we're going to be recording the UFO roundtable that we do with Frank, UFO thinker, and yeah. Dave Smethurst. Always Matt, funny. I'm gonna have a new Always. guest with us this month as well. Matt is gonna be joining us. Oh, cool. Who, who's come been coming to our monthly UFO meetings in Manchester? Awesome. Uh, and he's got a lot of thoughts and stuff on uh the recent UAP stuff. So yeah, that's some nice. good fun tomorrow, and that'll be out on Friday. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Thanks everybody for joining us again. Yep. Thanks as always for sticking with us. Definitely, definitely. See you soon. Nice one. And we will catch you later. Bye.